This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I'm here speaking on the level with Bill Kruger at the Grand Lodge of Iowa Library and Museum. Bill, why don't we start out by you introducing me, but give me your full name, the name of your home, Blue Lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. Right. Okay, uh, Bill Kruger. Um, I'm a number of Marion, member of Marion Number 6 in Marion, Iowa, and haven't held any offices, just not that active in the Blue Lodge. So. And you are also, we're, we're speaking today at the library, what's your title here? Uh, librarian, uh, well actually official, officially assistant librarian and curator of the museum collection. So. The Grand Lodge of Iowa Library and Museum. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when you first uh, heard of what this thing Freemasonry was? How old were you? Uh, I don't know. Um, Probably had some friends that were Masons back in the day, but you know, as far as really knowing about it, it was probably when I started working here back in like 1997, okay. something like that. So I would have been, you know, in my 50s, probably late 40s, early 50s, something like that. So what what uh, led you to Freemasonry? Well, I was working here, and uh, you know, people were asking questions about it and stuff. And even though I, you know, have access to the library and stuff, I guess I felt like I should. Probably know a little bit more about what they're what they were interested in and and stuff. So I sort of you know that was the main impetus I guess to join and. So you started working at the library before you became a mason. That's correct. Oh okay. Right. Yeah, I wasn't a mason when I started working here. Interesting. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to be a mason to work here. We have women that work here and right and stuff and you know so. So you became a, a librarian. How long were you a librarian before you became a mason? <sighs> Probably about two and a half years, something like that. Oh wow, it's a long long time. Yeah. And then you became curious. Well, you know, I mean, you work here, and and um, you know, people ask you questions, and um, you know, uh, I have access to all the information and stuff, so I kind of knew what it was all about anyway, because you know, there's all kinds of books around here and and stuff, so you can read about it and and everything. So, but you know, I just didn't know it on a real deep level level, and so there were some things I couldn't answer, I guess, because I guess I felt I wasn't sort of privy to that information or what have you, so, you know. That's so what did you do when you wanted to take the next step? I uh, just contacted, um, you know, I guess there was a guy that I knew um, who was a member of Marion Lodge number six and just sort of, you know, went from there. Went from there. You did all your all your degrees at Marion yeah, Marian right, Lodge. Um, right. And you said what year was that? Uh, 99. 99, Probably okay. 99. So... End of 99, something like that. Well, about 16, 17 years now you've been yeah. Mason. Yeah. A lot longer than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've only right. been over three years. Right. Can you tell me what's... what's uh, you, you said you don't go to Lodge now. Was there a time where you were going regularly? Yeah, I think when I first joined, but it just seemed like... Um, hmm. I don't know how to say this. I, I just don't find it that interesting. It was mostly know? degree work or stuff like that and not... Uh, I was mostly just talking. I mean, okay. I don't like meetings and stuff like that. You know, um, <laughs> a lot of people don't. people talking, people standing up, uh, talking and stuff, and it's like, you know, it wasn't really. I wasn't getting a whole lot out of it, I guess. So, I'm still a mason. I mean, I'm still sort of contributing to the to the Grand Lodge and to the lodge. I feel that's an important thing to do, but. You know, it's I guess it is what you make it, I suppose, but I just don't find it that interesting. Some people I hear some brothers say they come in and they're looking more of the esoteric or spiritual side they see in a lot of the books. Some of them come in and they're looking more for the brotherhood camaraderie right. part. Right. Um, what what is it you think you were looking for? 
you know, I don't know. I think I was just, you know, probably just trying to um, kind of know it was know what it was about. I guess. You're looking for the secret, weren't you? <laughs> Right. We're looking for the Ark yeah, of the Covenant. Right. It's not here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. Um, that's a good question, I guess. Um, I'll probably just be able to answer people's questions a little bit. So you knowledge, know? that's another reason I do hear a lot of brothers say they join for knowledge of the light, that Masonry has this reputation for learning and growing, mm. and, and that's important. It's important to me, too. That's why I'm interested in the library. Right, right. Yeah. So what do you do here? So we're at the Grand Lodge Library. What do you do here? Um, you know, anything that's related to the library or museum. I catalog books. I, you know, uh, I don't try to do research for people, but uh, if, they're, if there's something that I can do that's fairly easy, because I, I just don't have the time to, to spend a lot of time doing research and stuff. That's not what my purpose is here. Um, you know, I'll try to track down, like, you know, uh, sort of what we call ready reference information like if somebody wants to know something about you know if their ancestor was a mason or something of that nature i can track that down but i, I won't do like in-depth research research for anybody i mean that's what the library is here for if they want to do the research they can come here and do it uh, or i can send them some information about it and and so my i guess i'm kind of like a traffic cop i kind of you know tell people where they can look and uh where they can seek more information about stuff and and uh you know, uh, if if I can send the material out to them, I'll try to. If not, I have to tell them they have to, you know, come here or, you know, I'll try to give them the sources that that are available in their area or wherever. And, and uh, you know, sometimes we scan articles, uh, copy materials and information and stuff like that so they can sort of have the information. But, yeah, uh, that's kind of what I do here. And then uh, catalog books, like I say, and... Uh, Take care of the museum. Make sure that the environment is correct for the museum. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about the museum. I had the luxury of touring that a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have two museums here. Actually, we have a uh, uh, the museum collection goes back to 1880, uh, 1886. Uh, so we're recognized as uh, one of the pioneer museums here in Iowa. Um, let's see. Uh, we have a Masonic collection and we have a non-Masonic collection, and um, the museum sort of grew out of the uh, the library, uh, they, when they were first started, they were referred to as the archaeological department of the library, and um, so it was sort of mirrored what was in the library collection. So we have a Masonic collection, we have a Masonic museum collection, we have a non-Masonic book collection, we have a non-Masonic museum collection. Um, we have a lot of things in our non-Masonic collection that re refer to things we have in our non-Masonic collection, such as Native American artifacts, uh, we have a Native American, large Native American collection. We have, uh, you know, a large collection of um, uh, probably, you know, uh, histories and things of that nature. World War One, especially, that collect a lot of stuff on World War One. And so we've got, you know, a pretty cool, you know, World War One section upstairs. Um, yeah, what was so, the books that you, you pointed? Oh, no, that was the Civil War. I'm sorry. You yeah. also pointed out an interesting. Uh, original and copy. What, what books that was that? Uh, those were the, um, uh, what was it? Um, um, records of the Confederate and Union armies and the War of the Rebellion. Which, the War of the Rebellion. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, those were official records and things like that that, you know, have been reprinted. And, uh, you know, I think we've got an original set and we've also got a, um, a copy that came out, I don't know, a few years back, maybe just maybe 
maybe just fairly recently. I don't know. But how old the original set date back to? Uh, probably uh, the late 19th century. There was a lot of interest in that time, in that because of the Civil War veterans still being around. And, and, and what was in the, you mentioned? What was in those books? Oh, they're the official records. They're uh, basically get down to you know reports and and things of that nature that were written by some of the commanding officers of the units and so forth that took part in various battles and and so on. So you can actually you know see kind of how uh, a battle might have gone by the different reports and things that were being made by. Uh, commanding officers who are on the front lines and and so forth. So it's you know it's kind of kind of interesting. I really haven't spent a lot of time with that collection other than just sort of getting it cataloged and put on the shelves. And, and what what is it so, that's most interesting to you personally in the library? Like do you? Oh boy, you know there's a lot of stuff here, but uh, you know I kind of like our uh, um, you know our World War One collection is is pretty awesome. Uh, it's uh, they collected a lot of stuff on World War One, I, I think, because it was the first, you know, true World War uh, at that time period uh, in the early 1900s, 1914, 15, something like that is when they started actually started collecting stuff in 1914. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I find it all interesting, I guess. But uh, the World War One section is pretty cool. Is, is there uh, any any books that you're uh that you've read or that you would recommend other Masons that you find really interesting and exciting from the Masonic collection side? Uh, boy, you know, I've read a lot of the Masonic books, I guess. Um, you know, I deal with them on a regular basis, and uh, but, you know, I think the first book I read here was uh, just, you know, uh, Introduction to Freemasonry that was done by uh, Harry Haywood. I mean, he's, you know, it's kind of a, you know, good overview to what Masonry is all about and everything. So. Yeah, I just, you know, just haven't spent a lot of time reading the Masonic books, I guess. So. What's the other collection, that the author upstairs you mentioned, that had all the esoteric books that he wrote? Uh, that was Arthur Edward Waite. I haven't read any of his stuff. I mean, it's just, you know. He, he was a very prolific prolific author, you were telling me. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he wrote a lot of stuff. He was an English Freemason, and he wrote a lot of stuff on the occult and, and everything. And, uh, you know, so. You have autographed copies up there. Yeah, all the books we have, we don't have his entire collection, but all the books we do have are all signed first editions. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat. And then uh, tell me a little bit about, I'm j jumping around here, tell me a little bit about the painting in the uh, museum we saw, the Grant Wood. Yeah, yeah, it's called The First Three Degrees of Freemasonry. That's sort of Grant Wood's interpretation of what uh, masonry is. Uh, it's sort of, that's uh, the way I I sort of interpret it. Grant Wood died in 1942, so he's not around. But for us to ask, but just in looking at it, it there's three panels, and uh, so I sort of see it as a first degree, second degree, and third degree. So the, you know, that's sort of what I feel is his interpretation of what Freemasonry is. He did it in his early style. He wasn't really a trained. He was an artist, but he wasn't. He didn't have the training at that time period. He did in his later later career he had uh, this was before he had gone to Germany and Europe and to study and and so forth so he did it in 1921 for the National Masonic Research Association that put out a periodical called the builder and uh, the builder is probably one of the better still kind of considered one of the better um, you know research periodicals around even though it was you know went out of production probably more than you know 80 years ago and uh, 
you know, it uh, was here in Iowa for its majority of its years, then it had gone down to St. Louis, and it kind of saw its demise as a result of the Depression period. So you said Grant Wood was a member of... Uh... Yeah, he was a member of one of the lodges here in Cedar Rapids, um, Mount Hermon Lodge, I believe, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, he was a Mason. Uh, he sort of um, was... You know, it was during his 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 period when he was not really, um, you know, making a lot of money at his painting and so forth. He was, I think, he was teaching uh, high school and uh, as an artist. But you know, he just really wasn't, you know, that wealthy. You know, and 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 not a lot of people had money back in those days. This is, you know, I'm talking about the 1920s. Here, early 20s, and uh, and you know he just didn't have a lot of money, so I think he, uh, you know, he was sort of enticed or um, sort of maybe I don't know uh, asked to be a mason. Uh, I don't know if they could do that back in those days, but you know uh, he sort of became involved. I think through a, a friend of his whose name was John Turner, who owned a mortuary here in Cedar Rapids, and then uh, Grant would uh, eventually uh, had a room. Uh, above the carriage house in, in Turner's, uh, on Turner's sort of estate, I guess. And that's uh, where Wood did a lot of his uh, more famous works of art, like American Gothic, Ladies of the Revolution, uh, George, Wa uh, George Washington cutting down the cherry tree, or whatever it was. The can't remember the title. It's not the title of the painting, but, you know, it's... Uh, you know, that's where he did a lot of his more famous paintings. Um, you know, like I say, the the Grant Wood painting that we have is 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 really it's it's really cool, but it's sort of in its early well, it's early days. It's original and one of a kind. It's, it's yeah, it's one of a kind. So I mean, and, uh, and the cool thing is, we're sitting here and right out the yeah. window bes behind you at your desk, right, is Grant Wood's carriage. That's correct. That's correct. And, so, and uh, that's that's, yeah, it's not his carriage house. It's his uh, actually stu actual studio. studio was, uh, was the carriage house that was owned by uh, Turner. It's, Which is that? Is that the mortuary? That's the Turner Mortuary. Right Turner Mortuary outside your window. Then the carriage house and his studio, Grantwood Studio, was on the second floor. That's correct. Right. So it's an, it's amazing. This is all right next to each right. other. I mean, what a confluence right. of events and people and places right. that all came together. Right. Well, this was really one of the first cultural areas in Cedar Rapids. Um, it's where the art museum started. Here in this area, um, Theater Cedar Rapids started uh, at Grant Wood's Carriage House. Uh, Theater Cedar Rapids is, uh, you probably don't hear about it in Arizona, but it's in Iowa, it's probably one of the better theatrical troops. Um, and it started at, you know, uh, in second floor Grant Wood's Carriage House there. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of cool things that happened here. Then you had the library that was here, and then uh, they did museum exhibits and things like that back in the day as well. So, so tell me a little bit about this building. That uh, we're in. This building we're in right now is the second uh, sort of incarnation of the uh, library, the original library building. Well, the library itself is recognized as the oldest special collection in Iowa. It goes back to 1845. Uh, so the library started back in those days, and uh, you know when they started. Uh, basically, when you're a, when you become a mason here in Iowa, uh, part of your masonic dues goes to help support the library. So, and that goes back to 1845. So we have, you know, well over 150 years of, uh, you know, people buying into this, into this library. You know, almost uh, 200 years now. I mean, it's going to be 2020 here pretty soon, and you know, so it's going to be up, you know, close to. 180 years actually. So, 
anyway, um, yeah, the library itself is uh, is recognized as a pretty old, you know, institution um, here in the state. Uh, but it didn't really have a permanent location until like 1884 when they decided to build the first building. They decided on Cedar Rapids because the Masons here in town donated the the land and a quarter of the cost of the original building, which was built for forty thousand dollars. So you can do the math and you can see how much the Masons, you know, contributed here. And uh, so it was here, and and uh, that building stood here for you know approximately seventy-five years. It changed over time. There were additions made onto the building. There were uh, there was a Victorian house at the corner of Eighth Street and First Avenue that uh, the Grand Lodge bought in 1902, and um, you know so it, it basically changed to the property we sort of have now. And then in 1952, that building and complex was sort of torn down uh, to make room for our new library. The Grand Lodge had decided that that they felt they needed to have a new space because their location they had was really they were out of space they're out of room and uh, you can see with the bookcases we have in the Masonic Museum collection there um, and that was where you put your books and if your your bookcase is out of space you're SOL <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what happened I mean they had I've read accounts where they had books piled up in the aisleways and things oh like gosh. that because in the in the the uh, annex I guess that was full of books and things and you know nothing was probably arranged very well because they didn't really have uh, you know the whole idea of classifying libraries and things of that nature is sort of sort of newer um, you know probably more of a late 19th early 20th century type thing although Parvin was a trained librarian and probably had some way of you know organizing a library but um, you know so a lot of things were Sort of, if it was a history book, it wouldn't a history cabinet. <laughs> and now you've got this this multi-level, is it three or four stories? Yeah, we got a four-story library, um, and then we have uh, two floors of a museum. Um, you, the only way you can get to the library, uh, you can't go from the museum to the library without going through my office. So, so the the library is separate from the museum section and separate from the Grand Lodge section. So it's in its own separate wing that you can only get through get to through you know my office basically so you know if i'm here you can use the library <laughs> if you're not you're out of luck well i someone will let you in probably so yeah um any, anything else you'd like to tell people about the library or about your your journey as a mason anything else you want to share well you know my journey as a mason i guess i feel bad that i really hasn't haven't um you know i don't know taken advantage of some of the things that are out there i guess but you know, never, I guess never joined any of the appended body. No, 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 I just don't have. The, no, at, that, at the time I joined, my kids were young, and and I guess it's more. You know, I felt like I needed to be there for my kids and stuff. And now the kids are grown, and and I've sort of gotten more involved with other stuff. Um, but you have an incredible his, uh, knowledge of Masonic history when it comes to Iowa, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's um, kind of what I do, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, as far as my Masonic stuff, I, I just, you know, I, I really haven't done anything, you know. So I mean, I'm, I'm the librarian here, and and uh, I do work with Masons on a regular basis. I try to answer questions for them if I can find the answer to those questions. Um, and that that is what I think is more interesting. I I, just, I guess I just don't like going to meetings, you know. And, <laughs> Nobody uh, does, you know. And and hearing, you know, with the current, I mean, I'd rather be talking about more interesting stuff, right? You know? Right. So. 
I guess it is what it is. You like know. you knew every detail of everything in this building, like the uh, one of the cool stories you told me across the hall about the people who donated uh, the, uh, what was the name of the family? Uh, was it the table? Who did the elevator? Oh yeah, the Swab, the Swab family, yeah, they donated the, the money. So they have a collection upstairs on the second floor that... Oh, it was uh, on the second floor. We yeah, went, yeah, the Swab family donated a, a large collection of items that they acquired when they traveled around the world and, and things. They were pretty involved with uh, masonry. The two daughters were members of Eastern Star and, and stuff, but, um, um, you know, so they, I guess they, you know, wanted to put the elevator in so they could sort of go up and down the stairs easily without having to actually walk up the stairs. That was great. So you got an elevator. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's great. Right. 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 So, yeah, no, I'm, um, you know, I'm, um, I've always been interested in history. Uh, I've worked in uh, different libraries and different museums and things like that. So uh, I've been here for almost 20 years, and I really, you wow. know, really enjoy it. Um, it's kind of what I went to school for, I guess. So, well, this is the, in my mind, the preeminent uh, Masonic library in the U.S. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, when I'm thinking about what we want to do and, and how we want to proceed in Arizona, I certainly look to this library as the sure. uh, leader in, in setting the tone. So I appreciate yeah. your time and knowledge and effort yeah. put into that. Yeah, sure. That's kind of what I, I like to do. I mean, I like to get down to the nitty-gritty stuff and why do we do certain things the way we do and, and things like that. I mean, I guess I'm more of a... I don't know, you know. Um, I enjoy doing the cataloging. I enjoy doing the, um, the working with the museum artifacts and, and things like that and getting some information. You know, I work with interns on a regular basis with the colleges we have around us here and, and stuff, so I feel like I'm sort of teaching them how, how to do stuff. So Right, I was yeah. impressed. You said, I remember you said in the museum part, you told me about you did the, all the presentation boards are covered in Muslim, yeah, muslin. That's uh, muslin is uh, it's a you know it's a it's a cottony fabric. I think it's sort of, it's uh, it's going to be a neutral fabric. You have to you you wash that to get the sizing out of it. But yeah, we have uh, uh, we have acid-free cardboard uh, covered with uh, with white muslin, and uh, it helps us you know make sure the artifacts are going to be kept for a long time. So everything's museum quality for sure. No, we hope so. You know, we do the best we can. We can't we're not like the Smithsonian. We can't afford everything, but we just do only the best one we Smithsonian. Can. So. Right. That's correct. So we just do the best we can and that's all you can do, you know. So Well, thank you very much for yeah, taking the time to talk no to me problem. today. I really yeah. enjoyed uh, talking to you yeah. and to know you. Sure. No problem.